0: Imagine More is a weekly podcast that explores the stories, passions, successes, and failures of young, unconventional entrepreneurs. Chantel works to uncover the person behind the passion and unpack the ingredients of their entrepreneurial minds. What is it that makes them imagine more?
1: Welcome back to the Imagine More podcast. Thanks so much for listening in. Today, we're excited to welcome Tammy, the founder of Workplaceless. She helps people achieve location-independent growth. She's the owner of a learning experience design firm, an author of How to Learn Online, the founder of Workplaceless, and they've just launched a remote work certification program to help people work remotely. She's busy, and we are excited to learn from her, so let's just get started. Hi, Tammy. Welcome to the show. Hi, Chantel. Thanks for having me. Of course. We're so excited to learn more about your business and how you got started. And I suppose to kick things off, can you tell our listeners a little bit more about your journey? Um, and I know that's such a loaded question, so we want to make it more bite-sized, like how how you came to form uh, your company Workplace Liz.
0: Yeah. So to start way, way back, I my background is actually in academia. So I was preparing to be a Spanish professor, and then I realized that I didn't really want to do that for my whole life, and I had also gotten a taste of working in an ed tech company. Um, So that was my very first remote role in 2011. And I was working for a company that was developing software for um, language, and it was directed Towards students um, in the like middle and high school ages. And I loved that work. I loved doing the curriculum design and the development. And I loved working remotely. And I loved my team. And that was my very first taste of remote work. And a very, very long uh, time after that, here I am now. And I started workplaceless about a year ago. And I wanted to create learning opportunities for people who work remotely specifically. So My journey in this particular um, point really started back when I realized that I didn't want to be a professor. I wanted to work in the learning and development space, um, but just not as a professor. And then I ended up really loving remote work and wanting to create a business out of it.
1: That's amazing. So when you you speak to education for people who want to work remote, are they uh, like learning modules of how to be efficient and manage your time or... Can you kind of elaborate a little bit of of what that curriculum looks like?
0: Yeah, so currently we're, um, well, there's one product, there's one course that is launching tomorrow, actually, so this is a very timely interview. Yeah, Uh, yeah, thanks. It's been a little bit hectic. So that that program is a remote work certification program, and it covers seven core modules that prepare people who are new to remote or who want to work remotely, prepares them for... um, for understanding what the difference is between working in a co-located environment versus working remotely. So we cover the basics and we cover the differences and then um, they test their knowledge with assessments and then they apply their knowledge with assignments. And so that course, Goes live tomorrow, which is really, really exciting. And then the second program that we have currently in development is a leadership program that prepares managers who have not led remote teams before, or perhaps brand new managers who are in startups or companies that are completely distributed to manage their remote team effectively.
1: Wow. That's amazing. And the certification that is launching tomorrow, and we'll be sure to hyperlink on the show notes, um, would, so would, let's say someone's currently working for uh, a business, would they take the certification on their own and then present that to perhaps their manager? Or would managers and companies reach out to you and want their employees before they go remote to get that certification?
0: So interestingly, it's happening in all sorts of ways. So uh, those two situations apply already to people who are signed up for the program. So we have organizations that want to use the certification as a sort of filter for their application process. Um, So to give priority to individuals who have the certification in the case that they don't have previous remote work experience so i'm i'm not sure how familiar you are with current um like job descriptions and such for remote companies but a lot of them either require previous remote work experience or Prioritize previous work experience in the remote um, in a remote environment, and so this helps organizations identify talent that could be potentially really beneficial for their team, but that don't necessarily have that experience. So that's one way that organizations are um, will be using it, and then individuals have also signed up in order to set themselves apart from people, you know, from other applicants. Um, I have people who have signed up who are already employed by a remote organization, or at least they are part of a team that is distributed. And it's to, again, set themselves apart um, for potential future roles and to just make sure that they're staying on the cutting edge of the remote work field. And then I also have organizations that want to use the course for an onboarding program. So when they have new hires, it would potentially be part of that onboarding process to make sure that um, that new hires are, you know, fully up to speed on what the organization does and how they do it.
1: That's so interesting. We, we have a team of about 20 um, and I started off, you know, working remote and not in an office space or bouncing from coffee shop to coffee shop um, and then made the decision about three years ago to get an office space. And what's kind of fascinating is, you know, our work, our social media marketing can be done remote for the most part, with the exception of client meetings. Um, but we haven't formalized any training around best practices. You know, when you do work from home, because we do have that flex, you, know, you, can, you can come and go. We don't have any training around expectations around that or, or how to do that effectively. So I think it's really interesting um, that companies are doing that and, and as a fairly new company. I just didn't know that.
0: Yeah, and it's it is a fairly new field, right? I mean, telework has been around for a long time and working remotely has been around for a long time. Like a traditional sales role is almost always remote because you're on the road. But it it's true that the best practices are not necessarily um, they're well, first of all, they're not nor necessarily universally agreed upon. <laughs> There's a lot of things that, um, that might work for one type of organization that don't work for another. But there are some universal best practices that really just encompass best practices in how to be a productive and efficient worker. Um, it's just you know you're you don't have those visual cues around you in a workplace. So yeah, it's interesting that not a lot of companies have been doing this and so it's really exciting. It's an exciting time to be a part of this and to help individuals achieve flexibility if that's what they want and that's what's really exciting about what I do.
1: And so I, I know you mentioned you this idea was sparked because you enjoyed working remote. Did you also see that there was a void in the marketplace for this type of training and education?
0: Oh yeah, totally. So I really, you know, I loved working remote and actually coming from academia, I think that that trains you really well for working remotely because you're doing a lot of work by yourself and you're kind of isolated. So in a way I was really primed to succeed in a remote environment. but. When I've worked on teams, I've noticed that, you know, that's not necessarily the case for everyone. Not everyone really takes a shine to it immediately. And for some people, it can be really, really challenging to be productive and to also, you know, keep from being isolated when they work from home or if they, you know, choose to work from a coffee shop or wherever. So it was interesting to me, number one, that, um, you know there was definitely a gap in knowledge and skills and there is definitely a gap in resources and that was true in all of the companies that i've worked for and whether i was an employee or whether i worked with them in a contractor relationship but i i just noticed that there was a complete lack of professional development resources for people um and so in my last position I really wanted additional leadership roles and I wanted additional, um, you know, opportunities besides what I was doing in that particular role. And there really weren't any opportunities for me and there weren't any resources that I could turn to to help me, you know, kind of forge out a path that would help me grow in the way that I wanted to grow. And that was really what sparked you know, what actually got me going with this because I've been thinking about a certification program for a really long time, like for a couple of years. Um, But I only just, you know, pulled the trigger, so to speak, um, you know, within the last year because, yeah, it was was really frustrating to not have those resources. And from what I can tell and the conversations that I've had with other people, it's a pretty common issue for people who work remotely.
1: Well congratulations i mean you're you're one year in I'm sure it's been fun and challenging and exciting, and all the emotions <laughs> bundled into one um i I mean looking back reflecting on this past year, what is something huge that you've you've learned um or you know didn't know that you were going to didn't anticipate happening I mean does anything come to mind
0: oh my gosh the whole thing <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean
0: so you know you you start something with this idea that you're going to um, you're going to solve a problem for people right and you sort of have an idea of how that's going to become a reality and then when you start talking to people it Changes shape so many times, and I think that's what's so interesting about the entrepreneurial journey is, and and the lesson, the biggest lesson that I've learned in all of my, you know, entrepreneurial <laughs> experiences is that the more you talk to people and the more you share what your ideas are, even if they, even if you haven't made any steps towards making them a reality, the more likely you are to actually achieve them, um, and then also just. It's amazing the different shapes that that those ideas take. Um, and so this past year, I had no idea, you know, who I was going to meet. I, I didn't even really know that there was this whole world of remote work advocacy. Um, you know, I had been working remotely for, you know, A lot of my professional life, but I didn't even know that there were these advocacy groups and things like that. And so that was one of the first things that I discovered. And I was like, oh, this is, you know, a whole new world out there. Um, And then from there, I met a bunch of people. um, And, you know, as I kept sharing my ideas, I got validation that this was something that was needed and people were talking about needing educational programs. Um, And then it sort of snowballed from there and and I'm, you know, so happy that it did. But it, it's just I don't know, that's not a very concrete answer to <laughs> to what you were asking, but um I'm just amazed by how different your vision can become once you actually start sharing it with people.
1: No, I think that's a great point. Did you also find that maybe you were surprised by some friends and family when you were sharing this idea? Um, Like, were there any naysayers in the group or anyone that kind of said, oh, no, that's not going to work or, you know, they were afraid for you of taking this big leap of starting a company?
0: Well, so this uh, technically isn't my first company. Um, And so, yes, there there's been some doubt, but I wouldn't say it's, you know, from naysayers. I would say, um, you know, it's it's hard to really imagine I mean to use the (laughs) the wording of the title of your podcast yeah (laughs) yeah um but it it, it's a little bit hard to imagine um you know exactly what somebody else is picturing uh, if you're not immersed in that world and so I think the thing that I've learned the most is that um And this is advice that I've heard from other people, but that you should share your ideas, but make sure that you're sharing them with people who can actually give you, um, you know, actionable advice. And so that was why I started seeking out people in the remote world, you know, in that remote advocacy space, because that, you know, their advice is really Beneficial to me and, and helps me, you know, see ideas where I didn't see them before. Um, whereas when I share my ideas with people who know nothing about this space, it's it can be a little bit more disheartening because they don't understand remote work at all, or they don't understand why there's a need for that. Um, and so, yeah, I would say that there there have been, um, you know certain people that just don't understand it immediately but that doesn't necessarily mean that they're you know naysayers it just means that we you know they're they're missing a little bit of the context that my actual audience has
1: no that's fair um but I'm glad to hear that no one has you know kind of doubted that piece of it um solely because they didn't understand it have you heard of Remote Year? And that actually may be a silly question.
0: Yeah, I have. No, it's not a silly question at all. Yeah, I have heard of Remote Year um, and, and other programs like it. And, you know, it's just really exciting to see all these newish programs come about to help support the idea that remote work is actual work. Um, yeah. So have you do you have personal experience with Remote Year?
1: I, so one of our teammates, actually, she just left for a remote year. She's in month three. Um, so it's, for those listeners who are not familiar with it, it's a program where you travel to a new country every month for a year and work remote. Um, and yeah, so she had presented that to Margot and I, my business partner, and mentioned, um, she put together this whole PowerPoint about how, you know, it aligns with our core values of being adventurous and I mean, just everything. And she mapped out the hours that she would be working in those places and how she would get Wi-Fi. I mean, just everything. But we were blown away and so excited for her. And um, secretly, I think probably both of us were a little jealous because it was amazing. It sounded amazing. Um, but yeah, she's on remote year right now. So we have one teammate who works completely remote.
0: That's awesome. Well, I'd love to hear more about her experience. Is she sharing it like publicly on a blog or something?
1: She is. So on our blog page on Imagine Media Consulting, uh, she has a whole section built out on her experience, and she's sharing a blog post at least every month uh, around the new city and her experience.
0: Oh, cool. Well, I'll definitely check that out.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's it's been it's also been neat to see as a team how we adjust to that and um, how we get a little bit more scrappy with, okay, we can't see face-to-face, so how do we adapt and you know, we use video calls more than we had ever done before. Um, so I, I think it's a really fascinating space and I'm excited to now have a friend in that world. So as we continue to maybe expand more teammates remote we, we have a good resource for that.
0: Yeah, well, happy to help. And, you know, I, I also just love hearing people's stories about their motivations behind going remote and all that. And so, yeah, I just love hearing more about it.
1: Certainly. So the certification that's launching tomorrow, do you have people ready and waiting for it? How have you been attracting new business and new customers? Yeah,
0: so um we do have people signed up already and um um the program appeared in Flex Jobs. I don't know if you're familiar with Flex Jobs, but it's a, a job board that um that offers jobs, um, that has flexible schedules or, well, and that's the, the name implies that, but, um, flexible (laughs) schedules and telework options, et cetera. And so, um, they've been a really great partner with us. And, um, and so, um, and then just traditional like social media marketing as well. And, um, I'm actually just starting a relationship now with the, um, Utah State University, which is starting a rural online initiative, um, so training individuals in remote areas of Utah to work remotely, so that they can have additional employment opportunities um, with companies that offer remote um, remote jobs. So that's been really really exciting. So that just started actually, and um, we're really excited about partnering with um, with states and governments um, to provide. Additional training to people who want those opportunities, um, so that not just the individuals can thrive, but also those remote communities that perhaps have seen um, more brain drain than others.
1: That's amazing. As I know, this is not the first company that you've started, but what um, have you? Because it's kind of moving really quickly in the industry, and you notice this needs, so you jumped on it. Um, have you been? kind of just reacting to, okay, I need to get a course for this because this is what I'm hearing from consumers and now I'm starting a course on leadership because that was the need? Or um, have you been very strategic about how you're launching things when you're launching them, you know, casting that vision for the future? Or are, do you have to kind of just move fast because the industry is moving quickly?
0: That's a really great question. And there is strategy behind it, so I I knew that I wanted a certification program. I knew that I wanted to help people, um, you know, bridge that gap between not having any remote experience and then being able to have a flexible schedule. So I I've known for a long time that I wanted to do that, and then when I heard um, from these potential partners and people who were interested that they were really excited about potentially having a ready-made curriculum that they could deliver to people to, you know, have them. Uh, approach competency in those areas. Um, that was when I was like, okay, I better get started on this. <laughs> you know, I can't just um, be talking about the plans. I have to like put put that in motion and, and get it developed. Because um, originally, the plan was to develop the leadership courses first. Um, and we did have um, one live leadership workshop earlier in the summer. And the idea was to develop the leadership first and then work on the certification. But the opportunities in the certification space were a lot more urgent. And so we decided to shift things around a little bit and focus instead on the certification first. But the leadership program is definitely um, in the works, um, especially since some of these partners that are planning to use the certification curriculum, they also want to use the leadership curriculum in order to make sure that the leadership, um, wherever these new remote workers go, understand the ins and outs of managing a distributed team.
1: Yeah, that's great. Where do you see your company going? Yeah.
0: yeah. Oh, gosh. Um, it. I would love I would love for workplaceless to be the go-to place for remote workers who want to move forward in their careers um, I don't necessarily want, to be the creator and the provider of every single type of learning experience. Um, So, you know, to go back a little bit to your previous question about being strategic, um, I definitely want to be strategic in what kind of content we're developing. But I also want to be the resource that people come to if they have any kind of learning need. Um, And I'd love to be able to match them with a learning experience that supports their goals. Um, And it might not necessarily be, you know, the programs that we have, but that's really what I would like to be is um, for workplaceless to be that, um, you know, that go-to resource for people who, who want to keep moving forward in their remote career um, and need some professional development support to do that.
1: that's really exciting. Do you, what are your thoughts on companies that are not remote currently um that would like to shift to remote? I mean, do you think that it's possible for every company?
0: There there are certain companies and certain industries where it would be practically impossible. Um so companies that um you know require people to be physically there. So, you know, in a lot of manufacturing, for example, if there are um people working at that ma- manufacturing plant, for instance, it would be really challenging to to make that remote unless you have, you know, you really automate everything. Um, but that's not making those human jobs remote. It's, you know, automating. Um, so I don't think it's possible for every single company. But I do think that almost any company that has you doing work at a cubicle or at a computer um, can be done remotely. Uh, and again, there are some industries that are very, very um, conservative in terms of like privacy and all that. And so for them, it can be a little bit harder to, um, to let go and allow their employees to work remotely. But I definitely think that, um, flexibility is attainable for almost any company and especially those that primarily have their employees work on computers.
1: It's great. I, um, I don't know if you can secretly or not secretly um, maybe tell with <laughs> some of my questions that i I sometimes just miss the days. I mean, I'm far more productive when I'm not in the office. I, I know that there's a lot of value now in me being there and casting vision and culture. Um, but i I certainly crave the days of of working remote because. I was very efficient.
0: <laughs> yeah, and and that's definitely my situation as well. Where um, if I have to be around a lot of people, uh, I it's very hard for me to focus and be as productive as I am when I can really control my surroundings.
1: Certainly. Well, being in the remote space, do you have any tools or software that you lean very heavily on that you would recommend for anyone working remote that you're open to sharing?
0: Yeah. um, I use Zoom all the time. So you mentioned earlier about video calls, and I definitely think that having more video calls is the way to um, really establish a feeling of connection with people when you work remotely. And that's one of the biggest challenges in a remote team is really feeling connected to your team, uh, your teammates. Um, So I would say use Zoom or any other kind of video conferencing tool. But Zoom is my preferred, um, my preferred tool for that. And then to keep track of projects and things, I really love Asana. And that's my go-to. And for productivity, I keep a very basic spreadsheet that budgets my time every day. So I assign myself tasks and I estimate the time. It's going to take me. And then I can see how much time I have left in the day and how much time I or how many tasks I need to accomplish in the day. And so between that and Asana, I get a lot done.
1: That's amazing. So where did you learn the spreadsheet hack from or create?
0: <laughs> yeah. So I don't remember. I, I don't remember exactly how it got started, but I was thinking, and this is, you know, potentially an app if somebody wants to create it. I've thought about creating it myself and I'm like, I can't, I can't add more projects to <laughs> 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 to, so this is an idea. If somebody wants to create this, I will be the first person to buy this. But I have always wanted like a time budget app. Like I have a to-do list and, um, you know, there are time tracking apps. and Maybe there is something out there that I'm just not aware of. But I really love being able to, to check to see, you know, how much time is left in the day. And then, you know, oh my gosh, I have to write an article and that's going to take me 120 minutes. And, you know, like to actually gauge how much time I have left. And that way I don't overschedule myself. So I don't know. I just formed this spreadsheet. And I don't remember exactly like the process that I went through to to make it. But I have it. I can share it with people. It's pretty, you know, it's just a simple Google sheet. Um, but it keeps me on track. And it really does keep me from overscheduling things.
1: That is great. We, we actually just are accountant and... Partner um, Andy, who's also been on the show, shared he had a spreadsheet very similar, and it calculated percentages and said that he could also track day to day and week to week how much time he was spending with family or resting or um, you know uh, mindfulness. And I think it was there's there's so I don't know if there's so many apps, but we've tried a few time tracking apps uh, within the company and they're just, they're one, not very user friendly or pretty and no one really cares to do it. Um, but the spreadsheet just, I kind of geeked out when I saw it and, and now you said it. So I feel like it's some sort of sign that maybe I need to create some calculation (laughs) on a spreadsheet for myself.
0: Um, I'm, I'd be really curious to see that spreadsheet. Mine is not as like tricked out as that. (laughs) I'm just going to, I'm just going (laughs) to warn you. I don't like track things really from like day to day. I don't keep, you know, I don't compare what I did today to like last month. It's really just to keep me on schedule for that day and week.
1: Yeah. Well, if he's open to sharing, I'll certainly hyperlink it or follow up in an email. I, when I saw it, I was like, you need to sell this. Like I will buy this from you. Just read the <laughs> formula so I can just plug it in. Um, but no, that's great. I just have one more question for you, Tammy, to wrap up the show. Um, what do you do to recharge when you're either feeling drained as a very busy entrepreneur or – Um, If you're not around a lot of people very often, you know, working remote, what would you encourage remote workers to do to recharge?
0: Yeah. um, I will be honest and say that I am not very good at it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I mostly just keep working. Um, But I will say that when I schedule out social gatherings, like, you know, hanging out with friends or this past weekend, I was just down at um, my husband's family has a lake house. And um, I went down with some friends from high school and it was a little bit like chaotic trying to schedule that. Um, And, you know, I have this program that's coming out tomorrow and I was really stressed out, but it was so amazing to be with them and to just completely disconnect and just have fun. And so I would say that, the best way that I recharge, um but it's really challenging for me to actually follow through with this is to make um, dedicated time in my schedule for connecting with people, like in real life. And that would be also my recommendation to people who do work remotely is you know schedule those things that that make you um, you know, recharge or that help you recharge because if you don't schedule it in, it's just so easy to forget about it and just not do it.
1: I appreciate you sharing this. And fun little fact we for those listeners, we typically batch record our podcast. So we have you know anywhere between four and six, just one day a month. And truly, Tammy, the last four people I interviewed today, and I'm, I'm not even making this up. So all of you guys will be hearing this over the next month. But all of the business owners mentioned, like if it is not in my calendar, it just doesn't happen. So personal things I have to schedule in, like flex time, date nights, everything has to be in the calendar. So I think it's just funny and it must be kind of out there in the universe today, like calendar planning. Um, Yeah.
0: Yeah. And it's not, you know, it's not super sexy. It's not even super fun. (laughs) Um, You know, the idea of like scheduling every single thing is just, you know, but that I think part of being an entrepreneur and and making it, um, and that doesn't necessarily mean you know, having financial success, but just feeling like you are you can do the work that you want to do. I think part of that journey is figuring out who you are and what works for you. And sometimes it's not, you know, sexy or exciting.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, that's fair. Um, I don't know if this makes it any more sexy, but it, it has made it a little bit more fun for me. Um, and I don't know if you do this. Do you use Gmail? Yeah. Okay. So on you can change the color. So under the same calendar, you can change the color of each event. And so what I've started to do, which is kind of neat, um, or at least like appealing eye-wise for me, is change the colors based on what type of event it is. So if it's a networking, it's this type of color. If it's internal and it's a team meeting, it's this color. Uh, if it's anything personal, it's this. And so now from a week at a glance... Um, Even I plug in my projects when I'm working on them, um, if I have any work work to do. And at a glance, I can see approximately what percentage of my time is going to each thing. And just, um, again, maybe not sexy, but it will make the calendar planning perhaps a little bit more fun or visually more appealing.
0: Yeah. Um, Oh, I I love some color coding, so I'm all about that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Well, thank you so much, Tammy, for being on the show. I really appreciate you carving out the time.
0: Yeah, no, I'm happy to be here. This is a nice little break from the um, the craziness of putting out a program <laughs> that comes out tomorrow.
1: Well, good luck and we'll be sure to hyperlink.
0: All right. Thanks so much.